Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're... Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to issue 56 of Marvelicious Toys. This is Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And I am Justin. And we have got a big show today, so let's get right into it with... The Spectacular Store Report. Now I'm going to start off, ding ding, round one, Justin versus Arnie. Justin, I got a bone to pick, and you don't even know this is coming. I'm blindsiding you here on the air. Uh-oh. All right, let me brace myself. I have spent too many days of my life searching for this variant Captain America six-inch figure at Walmart. Oh, yes, because then you tell me, oh, look for this, but then call me because there's no way that you could figure out the variant. Even I don't think I can figure out the variant. I know there's a variant Loki. I own him. I know there's a variant Hawkeye. I own him. It's very clear, the variant. It's a different sculpt in different places. This Captain America, I think, is a myth. I think you have a mispaint. I have had an eBay saved search for Captain America Avengers variant for a month. There has not been one, not completed listings, not current listings. Loki's everywhere. Hawkeye's everywhere. This Captain America, I think we need some proof. Maybe it's just the political climate. Maybe it's the presidential elections. And I'm tired of hearing claims without proof. <laughs> no substantiation. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's none on eBay? None on eBay, and there haven't been from anything I can tell within the past 70 days. Give me five minutes. I'm about to make $300. <laughs> Not on Arnie. Um, no. <laughs> oh, he's listing it. He's listing his. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, my search friend came up big. $300. <laughs> Interesting. I am holding these up to the light, and these are different colors. Are you sure it's just not a paint app mistake? Like different dye lots? I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there when they made them, but they are distinctly different color blues. <laughs> you understand about dye lots? More than most, I think. Sure. Okay, it's the same thing when you paint your house. If I paint my room hot pink, and then I decided I'm going to paint only three walls, then I go back later and have to buy another can of that same hot pink and it's made at a different time, it's going to be a different color than the other ones because it wasn't made at the same time. But then there would be way more of these then than just a couple. Well, we only know there's just the one you've got. Who knows? The Bad Batch may have gone all over. <laughs> just looking at it, here's what I'm seeing. There's a distinctly different color blue on the shield itself. On the variant one, that blue is almost like a light blue sky blue as opposed to the, the original one. And to be honest, that's what I look for when I'm looking, is I'm looking for an almost baby blue shield versus a royal blue shield. Exactly. And then his uniform is a completely different color blue. If you had the Pantone book out, it would be three pages away from the original blue. That's how far off it is. Okay, so that's not die lots, because I actually know what that means. <laughs> And his stripes are less white and more gray now, kind of like the same color the inner bicep is painted on the original one. So I do not believe this to be a paint error. Okay. Maybe some other listeners have found this one. Maybe maybe it's not as hard to find as we had thought. Because I still have yet to see any of these variants outside of the one time I found Cap and Loki, and I've never seen the Hawkeye. Well, listeners, let us know, because... I don't know. I'm not trying to Jocasta new this, but if it's not on eBay, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> in the same way that there's visible differences between the two Lokis when you have both of them in your hand, there are just as many visible differences between the two caps when you have them in your hand. I think you have a very underpublicized thing then. Perhaps people are listing him and we don't even know. Very possible. Because the others are I clearly listed as variant types. You brought up something that I hadn't heard, which is, since I have not seen the Hawkeye, what are the differences on those two? The H is in a different place on his strap, so they redid what the accessory on his chest. Hmm. Yeah, I think we did talk about that. Yeah. They moved the, the logo because they had two circles originally, and they just moved it. 
Mm-hmm. So that is a pretty major difference there versus just a slightly different color, which I'm not saying isn't necessarily intentional, but I'm just, again, always confused if I can't even find it on the eBay. <laughs> Very strange. See, I guess I can't tell the difference, even in the pictures I see, with anything except for the shield. I would fi have no way to know if I picked up one of the variant caps in a Walmart. I think you would, though, just because it sticks out when you see it in person. I'm just in our galleries, the ones I did take pictures of. Looking at this picture is an accurate representation of how to spot them. Okay, I can see that. So it's not as bright a blue body. Okay, I just, I had to go through this. <laughs> I had to talk it through. <laughs> It's like denim as opposed to brand new jeans that he's got on originally. All right. I can definitely see a difference there then. Thank you for helping me see this because I just got tired of going, is this the variant? Is this the variant? Is this the variant? And not being able to identify. <laughs> it is crazy though, because I still see shipments of these things popping up here and there and they're not the variants. It's just more replenishment of the regular, the regular figures. And the same ones go as fast as they would. Hulk and Hawkeye are always gone. And then Loki hangs around a little bit. And now, Seems like Thor, Cap, and Iron Man are all the peg warmers. Well, let's talk about things we actually have found in stores versus my feudal Walmart hits. Over at Target, we did find the Avengers 8-figure packs. Yes, we did. Now, looking at these in the store, and unless you have all eight of the original ones happen to be hanging on the pegs above you, it's going to be hard to tell which ones are different and which ones aren't. There's a few that you can tell right away. I mean, you look at Hulk and it's like, oh, well, those pants are darker. So what you're saying now is this is two items we are talking about <laughs> where you're going to need to carry one of them with you at all times to be able to determine which is the variant. Well, this is very easy because if you're buying it in a box set, it's a different version than if you're buying it on a single card. Various really just this get on is, my nerves. Well, this is the box set. We okay. Want, okay. So, yeah, there's a few that are very easy to spot in the box and say, oh, okay, that's different. Hulk's pants are different. Thor has a little bit more paint going on. But after taking pictures of all these and studying them all very closely, I'm going to tell you that seven of the eight are different from their individually carded releases with the possibility that the eighth one is slightly different in itself, but that's up in the air. I'm not going to make that call on my own. In looking at these, I couldn't really tell that many differences. I thought maybe four of the figures were different, but you're telling me all eight are slightly different here? I mean, admittedly, mine are be are packed away at the moment waiting for the theater room's inauguration when I have a great unpacking of figures, but side by side, these are different because I did look in the stores at the various ones and did not notice that much of a difference. Yeah, let's start with the least amount of change and work our way up to the more noticeable ones because I have in my hands both versions of Nick Fury, the individual one and the box set one. And these two are going to be the closest to being a straight repack. And I'm not going to make the call whether or not this is a, a variant or not, but the skin tone looks to be slightly different on them. One seems to be slightly darker than the other, and that could go back to a paint error, just different paint on different days. I'm not going to officially call this one a variant. This one might be the only repack in the set. Now, of course, you're going to get different accessories. They don't come with all the same accessories and weapons that they came with originally. In the box set, he only gets his Luger pistol. He doesn't get the machine gun that the individual Carter one comes with. And, and none of them come with their play feature accessories at all. Which go in the Galactus box of parts anyway. <laughs> exactly. I almost thank them for not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Black Widow is slightly different. On a first pass, just looking at her, you'd think, okay, the only thing you can see that's slightly different is now her belt buckle on the like little actual accessory piece that moves around is painted silver where it wasn't originally before. But then you look a little closer and the original figure has some neat gray highlights on her suit and a zipper painted on that are missing from the new version. Okay. I did not realize that, but yeah, now that you mention it, I did pay a lot of attention to that zipper. That came out wrong. It did come out wrong. I quite don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> It's actually a different pic a picture in the back of the box than what the figure is inside the box, too. I don't know if you noticed that, but there's distinctly different hair on the back. Hmm. 
She has more of like a hair helmet on the back of the box, and the curls don't match up to the one inside. It's much shorter on the back. I think it's the same hair. I think they just glued it on different on the back of the box. <laughs> the curls are kind of different, though. It could be the angle. The picture on the back of the box is top down. I think the curls are there. They're just not showing up. Yeah, and they gave her a five head on that back shot. Definitely doesn't have that much forehead going on on the figure. But side by side, I would almost say that the original individual release is cooler. I mean, with the extra zipper and the small little gray highlights that I didn't even notice until I had these two sitting right next to each other. You don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> they use the same technique on painting her face again, which I'm always kind of against. I like the skin to be molded that color and then the eyes and lips and stuff painted on rather than painting the skin color on because it always looks like makeup. Yeah. They added a little bit of silver to her pistols on the box set version too. So if that's something you're really into. I don't see the silver on my... Oh, there it is. That's very minor. Yeah, right on the top of the the gun. I was looking at the barrel at first to see where it was. (laughs) So if I'm keeping score right now, I'm saying individual carded one, eh, two to to zero right now. (laughs) Well, I don't know. It sounds like the Sam Jackson's a toss-up. The Widow, maybe the carded one is better by a hair, but it doesn't sound like it's a KO. It's maybe a win by decision on that one. (laughs) I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So then, moving on to Iron Man, the only difference that I can see between the two of these is now Iron Man has just a slight bit of gold below his knees and a little bit of silver on the side of his knees. And that is the sum total of the differences between the two Iron Men. I kind of like this a little better. I like the detail a little more. I think it adds a little nice, subtle detail. Oh, I take that back. There is a little bit of a slight difference on his upper torso. Right below his neck on the original carded figure, there's some silver that's not on the new one, but the new one has some silver little triangles on his upper chest that aren't on the original carded one. So which way are you voting on this one? (sighs) I'm going to go with the box set one just because it seems like there is a little extra detail that wasn't there before. So Hulk seems to be a slightly different green and his pants are obviously a different color. He's almost darker green and his pants are way darker than the khakis he has on. He almost looks like naked Hulk. (laughs) I don't know. On mine, he certainly doesn't look naked. The pants are very clear. Also, the body has a nice wash to it that I don't remember the carded figure having. It looks like Hulk has been dirty. Yeah, maybe that's what's making it darker. Maybe they are the same greens, just with just now more of a wash on there to, to make him more dirty, like you say. And aside from that, this one seems to be missing just a little bit of pink in his mouth. <laughs> he doesn't have any gums. <laughs> yeah, or a tongue, apparently. So I suppose this one is up to you. Like, what color pants do you want your Hulk to be wearing? Purple. 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 <laughs> so there's no winner here. <laughs> You're right. There is no winner when it comes to this Hulk. This Hulk is all around fail, no matter what. Too small, too unarticulated, too undetailed, and too not rough low. And a play feature. He's got those snappy arms. Yeah, that's right. And moving on to Hawkeye, the only difference I can see in Hawkeye is kind of like on the six-inch figure, they moved his insignia. So on the new one, they actually removed one of the insignias instead of having it doubled up on his on his strap and his chest. Now it's just on his chest. And that means he's got this little nubbin on his strap that makes no sense now. It looks like a logo is missing because it is. <laughs> That, then they added a little bit of purple to his to his quiver on his back, which is a nice touch. The quiver doesn't look all plain and black. But then they removed the silver from his belt buckle. What I'm saying here is, all in all, they've gone back and changed the paint apps on these for no apparent reason. I mean, these aren't obvious variants. They're so minor, but yet they made the choice to make changes for some reason or another. And honestly, I think I like the original one better because he has both the logos and he doesn't have the missing silver. And maybe if you could pop that quiver off and change it out, it'd be a perfect figure. But I think that quiver is glued on there pretty good. 
It seems, again, to be very minor toss-ups between the different ones, though. I mean, I love your attention to detail on this, and there are things that I might have noticed a couple of, but not all of these. But I can't say that, oh yeah, that carded figure is so much better. It seems, again, like a lot of toss-ups. And you nailed it. That's the theme of this entire pack. You know, we'll go over whether or not it's worth it at the end, but I would say if you're a strict variant collector, this might drive you crazy. Because it, they're, they're just slight enough that you could convince yourself that you don't need them. But, all right, so let's talk about Cap. Because Cap is the only one of these figures that has had any significant changes to the molding and the sculpt. Because now, in addition to being a different color blue, which, I don't know, at first blush I would say it's more movie accurate because it's darker than the carded release. I don't know. I feel like holding them side by side, the, the original carded release seems to be a nicer blue. Because it definitely makes the darker blue highlights pop off more than on this darker one. Yeah, I can see that for sure. But now we have a new head. And I don't know if this head is any more Chris Evans accurate, but it's an all new head that covers his ears so his ears aren't sticking out. And a more accurate set of wings on his side and a more movie accurate A. Then also, he no longer has a working holster. They've taken the holster off of his leg and kept the gun. Huh. I think that is more movie accurate, though. I don't remember him having a holster in the movie. Yeah, I do think it is more of a movie accuracy thing. And then there's some slight differences in the paint. You know, there's some silver that is on there differently, maybe not as thick as before. And he has silver running down the front of his legs and a few dots on the top of his boots where they weren't there before. But one cool thing is they made the bottom of his boots black now. And that, for whatever reason, that makes these boots look that much cooler than just being all red like they were before. It has that air of realism. I didn't realize that they were red on the bottom before, but I definitely like the rubber soles. Definitely. And then they added just a little bit more detail to the inside of the shield. Put some black paint in there to, for whatever reason, make it seem <laughs> more, <laughs> more movie accurate than just being gray like the other one. But that is the only one of them that has any molding changes. And then looking at Thor, he has completely differently painted boots. The original release, he's got all black and blue boots. Now they're black with a lot of silver and some of the blue parts left in there. So visually, that's pretty easy to spot. And then some details on his wrist gauntlets and stuff like that are painted red and black to give it a little more detail. But other than that, not a whole lot of difference. I think this one looks a bit cooler comparing them. I did have that Thor figure available, and I like the silver boots. I think it adds a hell of a lot to it. Yeah, I didn't look to see if it's more movie accurate, but it, it makes him look better than the other figure standing side by side for sure. So that one we'll give to the box set. Anybody keeping score? <laughs> yep, currently it's uh, three box sets, two carded figure, two toss-up. <laughs> so that leads it to Loki to be the, to be the decider. And I got to tell you, there's not a whole lot of difference going on in this Loki. And the one main thing that I can see is that they took away what we thought was cool the first time around, which was that bronze color that they painted just on the front side of his horns. And they just left the horns all gold this time. So you're getting a little bit less detail. And that is the only difference I can see. Oh, wait, I take that back. They painted some fine lines on his boots that were not there originally in gold. So that one I got to give to the original figure. All right, so there you have it in this box set. If you buy it, three are significant upgrades, and the rest are just for crazy people like myself who must have every variant, including this mythical Captain America 6-inch. <laughs> now, I mean, if you want to talk about value, though, and you need five of the eight figures here, well, then you're, you're ahead of the game is it's $50, and instead of spending $50 for five individually carded figures at 10 bucks each, you're getting eight figures here at that price. So... Value-wise, you're getting you're getting a better deal, and you're not getting those lame feature play items that are apparently for kids. But I can't even see kids having a whole lot of fun with them. <laughs> I'm telling you, this box set I smell a Black Friday special on it. I agree. This is absolutely going to be one of those items that I think could get marked down on Black Friday. Yeah, I think they had a little bit of a hard time even selling it on the box. If you look at the, some of the call-outs they have there, you know, Cap includes shield. Black Widow includes double pistols. <laughs> and then they say Nick Fury includes two blasters, but he doesn't. Is the one blaster. And wait a minute, blaster? That's strictly a Star Wars term, isn't it? <laughs> you can't say gun? 
I don't know. Or, I mean, they're saying pistols up there. I mean, why not say pistols again? Well, it's a misnomer anyway, because as we spoke about last time, that one pistol or blaster is molded into his chest. Well, the other variant is the Costco Quinjet. And I had Jeff pick me up one of these because I knew it came with variant figures. But I wasn't quite sure what to expect. And Jeff sent me this thing wrapped in wrapping paper. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. He actually used Iron Man 2 wrapping paper, so it was like a gift that I paid for. (laughs) (laughs) But it was the nice touch, you know, when doing something cost plus shipping. He didn't have to wrap it. It made it more fun. And it really heightened the anticipation as, again, I did not know what to expect. Honestly, I thought I was getting the exact same Quinjet, and I was going to get a repainted, low-articulation Iron Man figure, this time in red and gray. I had no idea that I was also going to get a moderately articulated Captain America figure in gray and a totally different Quinjet than is available at regular retail. Oh, more variants. Is this the variant show? Yeah, I believe it is. Oh, it's a pretty <laughs> black and silver. Yeah, I could not believe it when I opened it up. The paint scheme is very different, as is the hatch, whereas the retail one is primarily a gold and yellow type paint scheme this one's all red and silver they made the hatch a red plastic they added silver accents everywhere that one's badass it really is much if you were only gonna get one quinjet you get the costco one it's really nice and what it is is i realized as i was applying the decals um the decal sheet wait when did you do that yesterday I was in the basement. You didn't hear the cursing. I didn't. No. The retail one is the Avengers Quinjet because I had to put Avengers decals all over it. The Costco one is the Shield Quinjet because I put the Shield Eagle all over it. Uh (laughs) Huh. Do you think they go to the same dealership to get their Quinjets or? Yeah, they're definitely kind of like how you can buy a Ford Taurus and a cop can buy a Ford Taurus, but they're going to have different markings and maybe the cop's (laughs) engine is a bit more souped up. (laughs) No, yeah, I'm... The more I've seen this, at first I wasn't too excited about it because it was just another Quinjet, you know, and ooh, they have some figures in there. But the more I see it, the more I'm actually excited to get it and glad that I never picked up the original one. Here's the thing for me, is I was lukewarm on the original Quinjet when I got it. I got it around the same time as the Helicarrier. The Helicarrier was by far the cooler vehicle. This Quinjet, I wanted a Quinjet. I got it. I kind of liked it. This one is so cool, though, that when I started putting it next to the other one, I realized this one's a lot cooler, but I love having two of them next to each other with the different paint schemes. Yeah, that is true. You know, it's like having a couple different X-Wings. It really adds something, especially if you're looking at the giant four-foot helicarrier that could actually hold two of these. I posed these on the retail helicarrier, and that retail helicarrier can't handle two Quinjets. (laughs) (laughs) I like how the Costco version comes with a color-coordinated cap. Yeah, the cap and the Iron Man are both the red and the gray. Yeah, they're very color-coordinated. Oh my god, they're going like the Jedi way now. That's where they are, not X-Wings. They're more like Jedi Starfighters. Yeah, because yeah. Jedi Starfighters are all color-coordinated with their astromechs. And Cap does come with a pistol and a shield. And usually with these packings, I don't expect them to come with weaponry. I'm kind of excited for that Cap. You know, he's way different from his movie outfit in that color scheme. And I think it's I think it's kind of cool. The, the Iron Man, eh, I'm a little meh on that one, but... The cap seems kind of neat. The Iron Man feels like it could have been in that Iron Man 2 figure line. It's a step away from any of those others. And at least these figures both have knee articulation, elbow articulation. They don't have wrists or ankles. And the arms are pretty stiff. But there is some, you know, you've got the ball-jointed shoulders and the ball-jointed hips. There's decent articulation here. I like the articulation here. I'm sure you'd be like, but I can't rotate the hands. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think they're both just repaints. I mean, obviously, the cap is a repaint of the movie one that we just talked about with the holster still on his leg and his ear showing on his cowl. And the Iron Man looks like it's the deluxe Iron Man that came with the wings just repainted. Yep. I kind of like this one better for this outfit, though. I like the gunmetal gray they gave the legs and the arms. It really works for Iron Man. Now, how much does this retail for? Is this twenty nine ninety nine? Yeah, the Quinjet's only 
$31 after sales tax in California. So I'd say 29 30 bucks before tax. Excellent. So that is a great value, but I do honestly think it will increase since you own the super helicarrier like I do, Justin. It's going to increase your desire for a retail helicarrier if you find one on clearance around the holidays. <laughs> Quite possibly. I just really like this. Take a look at the pictures at MarveliciousToys.com, or if you're listening to the Enhanced Podcast, take a look. But when I started photographing this, yeah, I agree. It's a badass ship, and it's a shame that it's a Costco exclusive that's going to make it hard to get for some people. I saw this on eBay for $60 starting bid. Hmm. Yeah. Costco seems like a weird place to put an exclusive that's better than the regular retail version of it, but what are you going to do? And then also in stores this week, we found a new book that we got. We pre-ordered it from Amazon, but it is at retail. Now, hear me out on this because you're going to probably roll your eyes, uh, listeners. Justin, I know you're no going to go along with me on this. We've talked about it on the show before from Toy Fair when we found it, but it is the Marvel Superheroes versus Villains pop-up book. Oh, yeah. This finally was released. And it got quite a bit of fanfare right before New York Comic Con when it came out because a lot of the artists who did work for it was there. The reason I gave it a second look is because I, a few years ago, had my eyes open to the idea of more all-ages pop-up books. When I... My perception of pop-up books were what I had as a kid. I had a Star Wars one where it's like R2-D2 goes through the desert and you pull a tab and it moves R2 on a string and then you push it back and turn the page and then there'd be one where like Darth Vader's mask would lower on him and you'd pull a tab and the mask would move. That was a pop-up book as a kid. But now there's books by an author named Matthew Reinhardt who's done some Star Wars ones and a DC Comics one that really showed me that these can be origami works of art. And when we saw this book at Toy Fair, I got really excited because this got art by Greg Horn, who Marjorie called me a big fan of his breasts last week. There's Christian Nock, Alex Ross, Dave Dorman, Jim Lee, Joe Jusco, just a bunch of really well-known artists whose art I like in here. I really love the Greg Horn piece. If he had a print of this at a con, it's Spider-Man versus Venom. That's very cool. And these are these pop-ups that come up and really just provide a three-dimensionality to the images while also having little pullouts that don't make the characters move, but instead just provide a little information for people maybe not as familiar with the characters' first appearances and whatnot. Like we said before, these look impressive. This would be good for adult or child. Yeah, this would be good for art if you could somehow frame it properly. The thing is, a lot of these aren't intended to be viewed from any one angle. They're neither horizontal nor vertical. I was noticing when I was photographing them, like there's an X-Men one where when you open it, it's weird because it's like Rogue's neck snaps 90 degrees away from her body, where the body is still flat on the page, but then her head is 90 degrees up. And so it's intended to be something that if it were in quick time, you'd grab your hand and rotate it. You're supposed to look at this from all angles and not just one. And that's some of the cool things about it. I also like some of them have great unfolding motions. There's a Iron Man Mandarin one where as you open the page, it appears that Iron Man is giving Mandarin a haymaker. Oh, nice. <laughs> Or Abomination, as you open it, is picking up a car. Or as the book publisher called him at Toy Fair, Abominator. <laughs> Abominator. <laughs> this isn't the best that pop-up books could be. I know Matthew Reinhardt's right now. We just interviewed him for Star Wars Action News. You can hear that show on last Monday's show. He's working on a Transformers book right now. He's done a DC book. If Marvel wants to really blow everyone away, they need to get Matthew Reinhardt, a New York Times bestseller book author for pop-up books. And this is obviously an attempt to reach that same audience. I like it, but I don't love it because I've seen what great architecture can be put into these pop-ups. And I feel this is lacking in a lot of them. Like in his Star Wars one, there's one you open it. And as you open it, you can see Darth Vader's helmet form around the burned skull of Anakin Skywalker. I mean, that's a level of, oh my God, detail that this book doesn't have. After having gone to Paris, how am I going to go back to the farm? <laughs> if the only pop-ups I'd seen is R2-D2 walks through the desert, this would be mind-blowing. But having seen that, I'm going to give this a solid four stars out of five. Yeah, I suppose that sounds like more of a lack of 
inspiration rather than a lack of good execution on the book's part. You know, that Star Wars one had a nice gimmick that you fell in love with. But this one seems to be solid in the artwork and the way it's done. That's, I think, where the big difference is, is when Matthew Reinhardt does his, and I don't mean to keep saying that name, but when he does it, he does all of it. He draws it, he architects it, and it wasn't just the one Vader helmet. Every pop-up he did did that. Every page had five or six different things that popped up, a major pop-up and then a bunch of small pop-ups, and then little factoid information, and it was all in one. Here, what they did is they got some great artists. Some of my favorite artists of all time did work for this book, which is one of the reasons I bought it. But I don't think they were really involved in the three-dimensionality. If you look at Greg Horn's Facebook page, he has this Spider-Man Venom piece that he drew for them, but it's a two-dimensional piece. And then they gave it to a pop-up artist who then had to add layers to it. So the art Uh. and the pop-up feel like there was a disconnect in creation, whereas if you take a pop-up specialist who does it all, it's created from inception to be the ultimate pop-up. Fair enough. The other thing is this this book just has kind of a little bit of a problem that when it was brand new, I had to break it in, you know, I was I had to open it wide to get everything to pop. I definitely recommend this book if you're a fan of the art, but yeah, I've now seen better, but it's very cool and I do hope they continue down that line. But that's it for what you can find in stores, but online... Sales to Astonish! I did pick up an FX Collectibles prop replica this week. Did you get Thor's helmet? No. Thank God. Mjolnir went on sale. You did not buy Mjolnir. One, because I can't say it. (laughs) Meow, meow. Meow, meow. (laughs) I need to get the meow, meow. Do you think I can carry the meow, meow? (laughs) Well, Mjolnir was $560. No, I did not buy Mjolnir. Oh, boy, that's a relief. I like Mjolnir... A lot more than I like the helmet. I think the price point's a lot better than the helmet. I think that it makes a better display prop than the helmet. But I like Thor. I don't love Thor. I don't $600 like Thor. I do $40 like Agent Coulson. And so I picked up FX Collectibles prop replicas of the Captain America cards as seen by Agent Coulson. It came both bloodied and non-bloodied in one purchase set for $39.99. Yeah, that's not bad. Have you have you thought more about how you're going to display those? He's yes. probably not going to. They're going to be displayed in a box somewhere in the basement. No, I like the shadow box idea with the bloody ones in front of the regular ones like they have them shown. I'm honestly wondering how they're going to arrive. Are they going to arrive like that or are they just going to arrive like a deck of cards? I think they're coming in a wax pack. <laughs> Maybe with some gum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> bloody gum. Yeah, like in a store display box that you can take out and pop it up and sit on the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I was wondering what number of cards they would do, because I figure having collected trading cards, I mean, the Avengers set I got earlier this year was like 300 cards. And I'm like, well, I just was kind of curious how many cards they would actually include. The answer is 12. 12 bloody, 12 unbloody for a total of 24 cards. They come with a little bit of a pamphlet that has Agent Coulson. So it comes in a nice canister, a little bit of a folded envelope, a heavy cardboard. FX Collectibles always send certificate of authenticity and things with them. So I could just display it in this by folding it open. It'll show Agent Coulson on one side, who is the star of the new S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series. So Agent Coulson lives, mother... Oh, yeah. Or is it before? It's going to have to be. Yeah. Hey, if Jason can come back, Coulson can come back. (laughs) But yeah, I could take the cards out of this little envelope and do a shadow box type of thing with, as long as it doesn't damage the cards, you know, as long as I'm able to put them up in such a way that the cards would not be permanently damaged. Yeah, that's the trick. Because I've looked into some of that scrapbook tape, and even it's not perfect for archival. I could also just spread them out, you know, like fan them out and lay them flat. Why don't you see how they come first? Yeah. And then we'll worry about it. Now, FX Collectibles weren't at New York Comic Con, but lots of other companies were. And Mitch Halleck was on hand for Marvelicious Toys to bring us the latest news from all the collectible companies there. So here is Mitch's report. 
Hey Arnie and Marjorie, it's Mitch Halleck back from the New York Comic Con, fresh as a daisy, or well, as fresh as I'll ever be. It was insane. Years ago, I had the opportunity to interview for the marketing director over at Reed Expo for said New York Comic Con, and this is back in 2007. And they said, we would love to be one day as big as San Diego Comic Con. Well, about five years later, in a major injection of steroids or super soldier serum, I think they're doing that now, rivaling their West Coast cousin. Because with 115,000 fandom explosions going on at the Jacob Javits Center, it was insane. Now, what did I see for Marvel? Well, besides having the Marvel booth there, there was a lot new Marvel products on the floor. I am back from the Hasbro New York Comic Con Toy Preview Night, which was held just before the opening of New York Comic Con at the Javits Center. And last night, we got to see some of the cool things that will be headed your way late this year and early next year. That being the Marvel Legends, the new ones. I got to see Jean Grey as the Phoenix in her white costume. I'm going to say it's a brand new sculpt because it looked that way. Uh, Hair looked totally different from what I'm used to seeing. Very well done. Also on display was the new Black Panther figure. Uh, Again, very articulated with the fingers that looked like they had claws at the end of the fingertips as well. And another sculpt, very nicely detailed. Again, these are probably the prototypes, so they're always going to look a lot better than what we see on the store shelves. But hey, I stopped by the Kotobukiya booth and saw that they have some new X-Force statues there. Phenomenal work. Unbelievable. I took some snapshots and we'll talk to their product manager about that as well. Hi, this is Mitch Halleck. I'm here at the Kodo booth, and who am I speaking with, sir? Uh, Nakamura. Nakamura, and it's Kodo Bukiai. I never say it right. So Bukiai, yes, that's yeah, okay. correct. Now, the reason why I'm here is because there's some fantastic new Marvel Uncanny X-Force figures that were shown here at the New York Comic Con, and it's got everybody from Deadpool, Wolverine, uh, X-23, Archangel, and Warpath in their gray costumes. Now, when will these be available? Well, the Wolverine is going to be shipping out in December, so it's going to be in street market in January next year. Sorry. And the Wolverine is going to be 210 for the price. Yeah. Yep. And have a, I think the exchangeable head, two heads, you know. Oh, exchangeable heads, yeah. yeah. One with a mask and without a mask. Nice. Now, any of the other ones, like Deadpool, have swappable uh, features? Uh, yeah, that one's the right arms comes out yep. and has a, uh, I think, the swappable hand. Okay. I think. Yeah, I have to check on that. Oh, I hear you. I know, I know. It's cool no matter what it looks like. Yeah. And uh, the Archangel. Now, these always have that look that they're a lot... They seem to be heavier than they actually are. We're still talking about the painted vinyl, correct? Uh, this is the uh, actually the cold cast. It's cold cast? Yes. Oh, oh, sorry. It's heavy uh, material, you know. Not oh, like oh. PVC, so... It's very heavy, like a wall pass, you know? Yeah, definitely so. Now, again, is there any chance you can get these as a set? Will there be any variations on this, any exclusives? Uh, not at this point, you know. Uh, it comes out like, you know, uh, regular limited uh, production. And so it's not, no exclusive. And uh, next new characters we have in mind is the uh, Cyclops. Uh, not a Cyclops, uh, Psylocke. You yeah, Psylocke, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the new characters, you know, might going to do for after the Wolverine. Yeah. And some of the other ones you have there are the Avengers. Now, these have been out for a while? Yes. Uh, the Iron Man was released in this summer, yep. the classic one. And we're working on the Hawkeye right now. Oh, really? Then, all the fun and excitement from the folks at Comic Images. If you've gone to Barnes & Noble, you might see those plushy, freaky-looking Hulk, Captain America, Thor. Well, I talked to the man, Mr. Hank Rose, the guy who designs all that stuff, and he told me about some of the new thing that Comic Images have coming out for the Marvel superhero line. 
Hi, this is Mitch Halleck, and I happen to be walking through New York Comic Con, and I could not help but notice a giant plushy Spider-Man, Santa Spidey, Thing, Hulk, Wolverine, you name it. In fact, my dog already chews on that Hulk uh, toy. I think I got that over at Petco or something, and I'm here with the man behind it. It's the Comic Images booth, and I'm talking to Mr. Hank Rose. Thank you. How you doing, Mitch? I'm doing great, and I was just talking about, is there anything else that, you, that I haven't bought of yours yet? Well, let's see. If you haven't, we certainly are... Uh, ready to take your money. Okay. Now, what's new with Marvel? With the Avengers being so popular this year, and then the cartoons and the comics, what are you guys rolling out for us? Well, we have a line, a new line called Footsies, which are little characters of um, you know all the Mar all the Marvel uh, characters that uh, have little feet yeah. and little beans in the bottom so that they sit right by your uh, right by your computer or on a desk or something like that uh, we also make them in a larger size um, you can see our see, yeah. our CPOs uh, and, I'm sorry C3PO, the, uh, C3PO and our uh, Spidey Spide booth yeah. over that away and uh, those are 15 inches and very plush and uh, huggable. Now I gotta say the now I I know the footsies are here, but for some reason, like I mentioned, I got them at the pet store, or maybe I bought it at Barnes and Noble. I'm sorry, Noble. and my dog just took it at his. He has the Hulk. There's nothing funnier than seeing a golden retriever try to well, eat the Hulk. Your, your dog must be very well read if you got it at Barnes and Noble and he's chewing on it. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we're just crazy about that stuff. But I mean, what is the reaction from fans when they see this? Because they're very adorable, and I I gotta say, maybe young kids really appreciate it, like little toddlers. Uh, toddlers love it, but also young 40-year-olds love it, too. There you go. I mean, you know, if you're a fan, you're a fan, and you're right. a fan for life. Yeah. And uh, all of these things are... I certainly... I'm older than 40, and yeah. I, I have all of these things around my office and uh, throughout the house, and it's just something fun to collect and look at and uh, remind you that uh, there's another world of fantasy out there that we all are a part of. All right, well, I'm going to take some pictures and put them up on the website and the podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And with more Marvel movies coming down the road, will we be seeing more Marvel, maybe backpacks like a Captain America shield backpack or something else? Absolutely. We, we continually increase the line with uh, different uh, skews of uh, items. And uh, what the fans want, we try to give them. All right, well, it's been a pleasure. And good luck with show. It's going to be busy as all hell today, right? It is. It certainly is. They're, they're trying to emulate San Diego, and they're doing a good job. All right. Well, take care, sir. I'll talk to you later. And, again, it's comicimages.com? Comicimages.com it is. All right. Well, we'll be looking for you. Thank you. Thank you. It doesn't stop there. Oh, no, it does not. We stopped by the Diamond booth, saw the brand-new Minimates for 2013, and if that wasn't enough, good news though from the world of Hallmark, I did see the new Spider-Man 2013 ornament and was told that there's going to be a lot more Avengers love coming out there. So fans of Marvel and Hallmark, you've got a lot to look forward to as well. Lego was going crazy. They had a giant Lego Hulk there. Superhero stuff beyond belief. They had new Marvel packs coming out. And we'll get to see some of that stuff as well. New York Comic Con. Oh boy, oh boy. The words alone make my feet tremble in fear. All the excitement. You know it, you love it. New York Comic Con is history for this year. Looking forward to next year. So this has been Agent Mitch Halleck for Marvelicious Toys. Weary, sore throat, and exhausted with a report on what happened at the Jacob Javits Center this October. Back to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. Now, the last bit of New York Comic-Con news we have, one new Lego set was shown at Comic-Con, and this is another Spider-Man set. It's the Daily Bugle, and it comes with a Lego Spider-Man, a Lego Nova, a Lego J. Jonah Jameson, and some others. And now we've officially crossed over into what Megablocks used to own, which is the Spider-Man license. And now it's officially in the hands of Legos. So it's kind of interesting. I wonder, is it more of a comic feel or is it more of a movie feel? It's definitely comic. Keep in mind, they've already put out one set under the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon line, whereas Megablocks is still putting out amazing Spider-Man movie ones. This is entirely comic-based, and by having Nova in it, 
it keeps it very much in the comic world, not the movie world. Yep, that's right. I don't I don't follow the building toys close enough, but yeah, it feels like there's a lot of crossover going on now. And there's that aisle's definitely getting bigger and bigger every time you go down it. Yeah, it's kind of a cool set because it's only going to be fifty dollars for a giant building that comes with five minifigs. I think that I, when I heard they were doing the Daily Bugle, immediately my heart sunk. It's like, oh god, one of those four hundred dollar Lego sets, <laughs> <laughs> like the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> With exclusive mailroom action. <laughs> yeah, I felt like Tom Hanks in Big. What do kids want with a building? But when I saw it was forty nine ninety nine, I was very happy, and that will be on my list. However, I want to point out, last year at New York Comic Con, it was a giant disaster. The whole thing was just, it was laid out bad. They had traffic flow problems. A lot of times when you were going to see a panel... It felt like I was someplace I wasn't supposed to be. Oh, that Avengers panel riot was crazy. Uh, we sat in line to see the Avengers presentation. Hours. Hours and hours. And weren't people, like, pushing us into each other and, like... They did, and then I went out to get some lunch. I hopped out. They said, oh, yeah, you can get back in, no problem. They moved the line while I was out, and then I got into a nasty fight trying to get back in because they were letting people go in and out, and then they closed off the room. And I finally just walked right in and just ignored people and found Arnie because it was and it's really hard in Javits because there's no cell signal so if you get separated you're kind of screwed and I understand this year was really bad there's a couple of artists I follow on Facebook who were really upset because Artist Alley was moved off the main floor and into its own area and these guys they live and die by how many prints they sell and by making people go to them instead of just having them out where people could stumble upon them really hurt their sales. I'm sure. I mean, that's like you said, that's, that's how they they make their living. And I mean, most of that stuff is an impulse buy as you walk by. So I, that's got to hurt. You know, I spend a lot of time in Artist Alley. I love to get those cheap sketches that are like 20 bucks is about my limit where you just say, hey, draw me this character. And the guy says, go, come back in an hour. Those are what I get. I get Modoc, I get Galactus, and those are my fun. But, I mean, that is an impulse buy. And a- yeah, I felt bad for the artist alley. I also, Mitchell told me that one day the floor opened a half hour early and they didn't tell anyone they were going to. And so people showed up at 10 when it was supposed to open to find the floor open at 9.30. It sounds like a lot of things had some problems there. But you can't blame the convention organizer for this old man Logan thing. That sits squarely at Marvel. Yeah. But... Out of all the things found at New York Comic Con, I have to say, the thing that excites me the most is a new showing from Kotobukiya in their Bishojo line, a very demurely dressed Kitty Pride. I think that they'd push the T and the A as far as they could go in that line, and now they're going the other direction and just going cute. The school marm additions. <laughs> They're all going to have turtlenecks and long sleeves <laughs> well, she, and pantsuits. The only flesh she's showing is her face. Hmm. She's wearing gloves, boots. I imagine she's probably bootylicious if I turn her around, but no pun intended on that butt. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the paint job they gave her with the blue and yellow colors. It's very Joss Whedon, astonishing X-Men. And speaking of Bishojo, I'm being told we don't have time to review them again this week. God <laughs> <laughs> He's getting the signal from off stage from our producer. Yeah. Saying, sorry, we got to cut it for time. It's like Lindsay Buckingham all over again. <laughs> I have four Bishojos sitting in the studio. They've been sitting here for a month. I have a fest to go on about how Shop AFX screwed me, but no, we'll wait till next week. So until next time, true collectors, make mine marvelicious. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 
or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Podcast enhancement by Barrett. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Announcements by Brock. The Marvelicious theme song, Bam Pow Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lionsmouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. Interesting. Let me let me go grab mine. One moment. Da 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 up nose. Are you kidding? You <laughs> no. searched that in the store and you didn't... I know. Oh, really? I'll take care of it. You don't have to worry yourself. It would be no, like no, it never no, happened no, 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 no. It just seems everything has a pain error anymore. And Cap has white on his crotch. I'm not even kidding. He has a white stain on his crotch. Well, he was having fun. <laughs> Cap, what have you been doing, bro? <laughs> you tell me. Take a look at his crotch. You look at his crotch. He does appear to have some spooge on his crotch. He he has a Lewinsky stain on his crotch. <laughs> What's wrong with Thor's nose? Look at his nose. It's a button nose. It's also an unpainted nose. It looks like Abraham Lincoln's statue, like all the kids have come up and rubbed the paint off it. <laughs> There's a Springfield reference for you. <laughs> wait, wait, I, I want to go back. So, Black Widow has two guns. Mm, double pistols. She has a gun for each hand. <laughs> really? <sighs> yes. <laughs> and holsters for such. So she has places to put two guns. <laughs> oh. Headbang. <sighs> yeah. Oh. We lose it? Uh, no, I accidentally put it on the keyboard <laughs> on that machine. And you just sent me a message that said, three. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of a problem that when it was brand new, I had to break it in. You know, it was I had to open it wide to get everything to pop. <laughs> Dude. I'm not me trying to be sick. I'm... <laughs> Why did he name his hammer but not his helmet? Ask the Norse. Okay. Do they have a website? It's a fair question. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it? Don't look it up. Let's just go. So here is Mitch's report, live from New York. It's Saturday. Oh, sorry. Thank like you. Pavlov's dog. <laughs> night. Not a weed night, but Astonishing X-Men are some damn good comics. They're very funny. They have a sense of humor. He's a good, he's a funny guy. He is a funny guy. If you like Avengers, you should read those comics. We will get those Bishojos, I swear. <laughs> They're gonna break. Knocking <laughs> them. You're gonna turn into dust. Why you put them in the corners? That's them in the corner. That's them in the spotlight. Losing Arnie's religion. <laughs> he doesn't believe we're gonna do it.